It's Saturday night. The kids are in bed. Which means we did it. We survived another week. So let's talk about it. From our latest homebrew project. To kids crafting projects. It's just talking life with two young kids and two dogs. Grab your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax. And see where the conversation takes us. Sometimes we don't even know until we get there. This is the Craft Parenting Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Craft Parenting Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Another week has flown by and it is once again Saturday and time to record another episode. My name is Joe Ludwig and with me is my lovely wife and co-host Caroline. How's it going, Caroline? Pretty good. We survived an outing with the kids and the whole family and only one child had a mental breakdown. So that was good. Wait, which child had a mental breakdown? Elliot. He was very hungry. Or as the kids say, hangry. Do the kids still say hangry? I still say hangry, but I know I am officially not kids anymore. So. Well, you turned old. I know. I did turn old and I can tell that I turned old. It's annoying. (laughs) Wow. We have another great episode planned out for you this week. We're going to talk about our true firstborn, Zoe, and how we acquired her. So where is Zoe right now? She disowned us. I'm pretty sure she's in our bed pretending like we don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Zoe is currently on probation and has limited use of the house when we are not actively supervising her right now. So she's not huge fans of us. This isn't even because of the cicadas either, because the cicadas are dead. Yeah, the cicadas are all gone. She can hang out outside as much as she wants to now. (laughs) Inside is the issue. Yep. But it's like Harry Potter. She's upstairs wishing that we didn't exist. Upstairs, making no noise, pretending like my family doesn't exist. Yes. Ah, sleep number bed. That's the only thing she really cares about. I turned it to 100, so it's super hard. I don't think she cares, though. (laughs) (laughs) she's like ah no sister no parents stretchy stretch so we're going to talk all about zoe and how we got her so let's dive in and get started but before we get to zoe we're going to talk about what we did this week so caroline what did we do this week i already forgot (laughs) So, Sunday was 4th of July, so Merka! Yay! Um, (laughs) We went to my mom's neighborhood for our final, we can actually be here for this, but we think we might hitch a ride. Well, not really hitch a ride. We think we might sneak in next year. We watched the neighborhood parade, which was really sad this year because there were like maybe 10 kids. There weren't a whole lot of people participating in the parade, but we had the fire truck and we had an ambulance. For a very brief moment. (laughs) Yeah. So typically the fire truck hangs out for a good half an hour and they'll spray water from the top of the fire truck for like a good 10 or 15 minutes and then they'll bring out a hose and they'll spray water with the hose and they'll let kids hold the hose. It's lots of fun. Now like they're heavily supervised when they hold the hose. They're not like here random five-year-old who weighs 40 pounds when soaking wet. Hold on to this fire hose gushing out gallons of water per second. Oh no, little Tommy got flung 20 feet up into the air. (laughs) (laughs) To my knowledge, that has not happened. 
So we watch the parade. We go down to the cul-de-sac and quickly get Lily into her swimsuit because I only had one change of clothes for her. So she couldn't like get her clothes wet. So I quickly got her into her swimsuit and we played in the gutters while the fire truck was there for about five minutes. And then they had to pack up because they had got a call. So usually like once every three years or once every four years, they're only there for about five or ten minutes because they get a call and they have to go. Which is annoying, but it happens. But there were hot dogs and chips and stuff. So we got some hot dogs and some chips and we hung out and had like picnic lunch in somebody's front yard. They had a tree. There was shade. There was space. We sat there. Of course, on the drive home, Lily fell asleep in the van, which was unfortunate. We we knew. We anticipated that. Yeah. And then I got to eat like three popsicles out of fear that they were all going to melt before we got home. They did not all melt before we got home. So that was good. So we drove around for a bit. Then we went to Brink so we could get some to-go beers. They were open on the 4th. Was this yeah. on the 4th? This was on the 4th. I think they were going to close early that day. Like they were going to close at 5 instead of their usual like 10 or 11. I see. Okay. And there weren't a ton of people there, but there were some people there. We are drinking one of those crawlers. We are drinking one of our to-go beers. And we'll talk about that later. Yep. And then right before we got home, the kids woke up. So that was good. And so then after we got home, we had Mom and Larry over at our house for fireworks and hamburgers, which Lily was not a fan of. She wasn't a fan of the fireworks. Yeah. She was a fan of like the hamburgers and the tater tots and the mac and cheese. She enjoyed those things. But all that Larry had were like fireworks that made noise. They weren't like fireworks with big pretty lights. So next year or later this year, we'll go heavy on like the smoke bombs and the fountains, things that don't make a lot of noise, but make pretty colors. We think she'll like those more. She very much was not a fan of the loud noises. She cried and she looked very upset. Yes, she was very not a fan. So we tried and then we tried to not traumatize her. And I don't think that she was traumatized because she slept just fine, even though our house sounded like a war zone, which I think we might have briefly talked about in our last episode. Because we had to wait to record our last episode until after our neighborhood no longer sounded like a war zone. We had to wait a few nights so we could just chillax and calm down Clara a bit. I was actually surprised that on that Monday, the 5th of July, that we didn't get that many fireworks. Yeah, I mean, there were still fireworks, but there weren't a ton. I thought they would be going all the three-day weekend. Yeah, I was glad that they weren't that terrible on Monday. It was like five or six fireworks, and they were kind of done. Yeah, I'm not complaining, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was bad both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Clara was shaking in our bed Saturday night. Sunday night, she did better, but she was very much like in our business like, I feel like there were less fireworks on Sunday than Saturday. That's possible. I don't know how many people didn't get Monday off. Yeah, I don't know. So Monday was get things done around the house day. We were both off. Yes, because we were both off work. And so mom and Larry came over to the house to help us with some projects. We did some things in the basement. We did some things up in the bathroom that they're going to be using to try to make the house a little more livable for them. I went to Target with mom. I don't remember why exactly we left for Target in the first place, but I know it was all mom's idea. She wanted to get a new bathroom curtain. That's right. She needed. We needed to get a new shower curtain for the guest bathroom. I don't know that we needed to, but... We did, and... We never used it. <laughs> we've had it for like seven years. We used to use it. It's gross. We needed a new one. No, it wasn't the original. Yes, it was. Mm. That's the only shower curtain we've ever put in that bathroom. 
shower curtain liners we've changed out. Shower curtains we have not changed. So mom wanted to get a new shower curtain. Well, mom needed to get a new shower curtain because I told them before they moved in, they should probably fix up that bathroom a little bit. But we also needed diapers for the kids. And we got a few other things while we were there too because it's Target. And then soon after I got home from Target, because we took the kids to Target with us, Larry was over and we were working on the garage and he said, hey, it would be really sweet if we could hang your bicycles from the ceiling so we could get you guys some more room in here. And I said, well, I need to get some things at Home Depot anyway, so why don't we just go to Home Depot right now? So I left with Larry to go to Home Depot. We picked up some hooks to hang the bikes up. We, I got a new hose for the backyard. I got some new lights for the sunroom and the front porch mm-hmm. and a smoke detector for the smoke detector for the basement because we don't have one down there. We should, we should probably hang that up. Yeah. They're going to do that on like Wednesday or Thursday. And then some floating shelves for the basement so we can take some of our glassware that we want to keep but don't necessarily use and put that in the basement so we can make the curio cabinet disappear from the dining room because the curio cabinet is getting dangerous now that Lily is getting bigger. Was Monday the day that Larry cocked the bathroom? It was. I remember that I it was... You and Larry cleaned out the garage. No, because I, I cut the grass. Yes, you cut the grass that morning. And then I walked into the, the master bedroom and, Larry, and then I heard a noise and Larry was in the bathtub. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're here. Oh, yeah, because Larry showed up when mom and myself were out of the house. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that, that makes, I remember that now. Yes. <laughs> so I was cutting the grass, which Mike, that was on Monday. Week. Yes. So I don't know when I'm going to cut the grass again, but. It's supposed to rain. All the mom time. Mom said they're cutting their grass on Wednesday, rain or shine, but it's supposed to not so much rain on Wednesday. I don't know. And then on Monday, I noticed that Lily was spinning in circles and singing. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's a thing that we do now. And then I listened to the babbling and it was Let It Go. It was her own little version of Let It Go. Yeah. (laughs) But like we don't listen to Let It Go all that much. We do listen to it. Maybe we listen to it more than I realize. Well, we listened to it in the context of 20 other Disney songs. Yeah, but I guess that's the one that seems to have stuck. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I wrote an entire blog post about this, so you should go to craftparentingpodcast.com and read about it. You should. It'll be a few weeks old by the time this is live, but it's still it's still up there. And it's still cute, and there's still a video. So. Yeah, there's a video, and you have to listen really closely because she goes, let it go, and then she just babbles. That's so cute. And she is going to be talking sentences. Well, she is talking sentences, technically. We just don't know what she's saying. <laughs> it's just gibberish yeah at the moment but when she i feel like when this is live she will be talking real human language english because she's starting to super assign names to things so it used to be elliot was baby now he's bubba and like he has consistently stayed bubba for like the last two days which i know isn't like super consistent like it wouldn't usually be considered like super consistent but like even without prompting that's what she's calling him well, Hillary said that that's pretty common. Yeah. Baba is pretty common because it sounds like brother. But it's hard for them to go bruh. Yeah. And then eventually when they're teenagers, just everything is bruh. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> ah, bruh. 
It's there in my mom's group. It's like you go from mama to mommy to mom to bruh. <laughs> <laughs> no one prepared me for the bruh. So Tuesday, I was still off work because I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I took the kids to the walking trail after we ate breakfast and it was warm. I'm glad the walking trail is shaded. If we had gone to Veterans Park, I might have died. (laughs) I don't know because Veterans Park has very little to no shade. You walked most of the trail. No, I walked all the trail. You walked all the trail. Yeah. I went from the elementary school. I went up the hill and down the hill, and then I walked the trail, and then I walked back to the elementary school. Which is more than we do when we go to first watch. Correct. Usually we end up doing about half or a third of the trail. I did the whole thing. And the kids behaved. They did. And we have a new double stroller. We do, and it's nice. I like it. It's It's a a jogging double stroller. It's a side-by-side. Yes, which means that Lily cannot kick her baby brother, but she can steal his binky. So she did that quite a few times. I eventually just gave up because Elliot fell asleep and he seemed to not care. (laughs) And I was like, sorry, bud. (laughs) I guess you're just going to have to be a thumb sucker. I don't know what to do about that. (laughs) I don't either. She's a little klepto. Yes, she does like to steal things. I mean, most toddlers are kleptos, so it's just a thing. So Wednesday, both of us had to work. The kids hung out at your parents' house. And after Lily went to bed, we played Where in the House Are Lily's Books? It has a hashtag now. It also has a blog post. And we'll see where else I find... Well, I mean, I already have some photo evidence of random places that Lily has left books. So maybe I will start posting those things to social media and then just add to those as I find them in more random places. But like I found books in the bathroom, in the middle of the kitchen. The bathroom? Yes. She set them on top of the toilet. At least it wasn't in the toilet. When you encourage her to read while on the toilet. Hey, how else am I supposed to get her to sit there? (laughs) (laughs) She's reading about Felipe and what's wrong with him. Yeah. He just wanted a friend. Is that what was wrong with him? Yes. I I think that's how that story ends. I've only read that one once. Felipe is Belle's horse. Yes. For those who do not know. So that's a thing now. And then Elliot has been pulling on my hair, but Wednesday it like ramped up into a whole new level of pulling on my hair. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember Lily pulling on my hair when she was a baby, but it was gentle tugs. It was never anything that extreme. Elliot like puts his little hands as close to my skull as he can and then just grabs a big tuft of hair and yanks. And he like grabs all of like my sensitive little baby hairs and won't let go. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't let go. So I just have to like kind of try to pull my head closer to his little fist and hope that he lets go until I get to a position where I can try to like work my hair out of his little fists. And once I do that, he like has three or four hairs all tangled up in his fingers because he yanked them out of my head. I love him. He is adorable, but he has like Hulk strength. It's annoying. (laughs) You got some of it this morning. He he does not discriminate on his hair pulling. Nope. And I'm kind of worried about what Lily is going to do or how she reacts. He has gotten her hair before. He did earlier today and she was like, eh, and like pulled her hair out of his hand and kind of gave him a look. So she's not happy about it. It'll be interesting to see how this progresses. 
in the past she hasn't done anything to hurt him but she definitely could if she wanted to i could see a whack or two coming his way if he doesn't (laughs) stop (laughs) i don't know how to deal with that (laughs) nope i don't either Good luck to us. (laughs) So on Thursday, I took the kids to Veterans Park with my mom. That's a little park on Harrison Avenue. Yeah. So they have a half mile walking trail. It's like a smidgen over a half mile. There's like 20 feet between the half mile marker and the zero mile marker. And there's a playground for little kids. Yes, it is a fenced-in toddler playground. Lily was one of like four or five age-appropriate children playing on the playground. And there were five or six children that were way too old to be playing on that playground. Also there. Like you said they were 12, right? I think the oldest one was like 12. They were all like 6 to 12. And they were playing tag. And they were climbing up on the equipment like super high up. One of them whose name was also Lily almost kicked our Lily in the face because she was going to get down from where she was and did not see that Lily was underneath her. And I was like, hey, please watch what you're doing. My age appropriate child is trying to play on this play set. Like, what you doing? So I don't know if like they don't know that West Fork Park exists or West Fork Park was too full. I, I don't know why they were at Veterans and weren't at West Fork Park because West Fork Park would make way more sense for those children. Yeah, but we used to have the beginning of the season meeting. Like we had like a picnic for marching band season. So that was like the welcome the new freshmen, the eighth graders and the families. And we had like a picnic and that was like before the season started, like June. Yeah, but I mean, it's also not like these kids were super young where like they needed to be in that fenced in area because there's a baseball field right next to that playground. Yeah. They could have been playing tag on the baseball field. My point is they're used to be a a bigger kid playground at veterans park and they tore that down and they built the new one yeah there used to be a a shelter too there's still a shelter house there it's just not a very nice shelter house like it's just it's a roof with picnic tables it's not like super fancy or anything well they definitely redid it redid Mm -hmm. the entire area because there was a i think there were two playgrounds maybe there's just one playground we used to play on the playground when we did the band picnic that was before my time yeah that was i would always go to colrain park i mean that was like 2004 to 2008 Mm -hmm. which in 2021 that seems that was forever ago a very long time ago (laughs) Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is a a track around the park. It's a nice track too. They redid the track. Yeah, there's a lot of pokey gyms there or like pokey stops. So when we No, there is a gym. There's yeah, there's a gym or two as well. Yeah. Because when Pokemon Go was a thing, like when it was first a thing, cuz I think it's cuz it's still a thing. It's just not as big of a thing. When Pokemon Go first started, people would complain, "Oh, there there's all these kids at the park." <laughs> cuz people would just walk the trail cuz if you, the more you move when you have the app open, you can quote unquote hatch your eggs to see what new Pokemon you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And then you could, it was like every 20 minutes or every 15 minutes or something like that, you could spin the Pokestop to get free stuff too. So people would just walk the trail, see what Pokemon they'd run into that they could attempt to catch, hatch their eggs, and then hit up the Pokestops. And then once Poke Gyms became a thing, they'd all hang out by the gym, take it over, and then do a lap. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's- it's a different game now, I think. But back in the day when it first came out, that's what it was like. I think there was a Pokey Stop. That's the one with the items, right? 
Yes. In like the handicapped parking area. Yeah, because they at least one person that we know, but it's possible a few other people complained as well. And they got the stop moved further away from the parking lot because people would just go park in a handicapped space, stay there for like two minutes and then leave. Mm-hmm. They just go there to swing the pokey stop. Which is not an acceptable reason to hang out in a handicapped parking spot. Or they would just, you know, hang out in the parking lot and not hang out in a parking spot. Yeah. And they would just be like parallel to the and blocking the handicapped spot. Yeah. And this was before they had the upper level parking lot. So either had, there was a very small handicapped parking lot, a very small senior citizen parking lot, and then that were on the same level as the park. But then you had to go up a bunch of stairs or up a ramp to get from the main parking lot to the park. Now they've torn down Twin Lanterns, which was an old reception hall, and you can use that parking lot. And that's not quite on the same level as the park, but it's pretty close. So it's additional handicap slash. I have a stroller with two not-so-small children in it. I do not want to have to go up that ramp. (laughs) Parking spots. I prefer parking the police parking lot. It does have a light, which is nice. After we hung out at the park, Mom and myself took the kids to the library, which we should totally do more often now. The plan was going to be to take Lily to the library a lot, and then COVID closed everything down. And we're like, yeah, maybe we don't go to the library. I don't know that the library completely shut down. I mean, for a while it did, obviously. Yeah, because they weren't sure what to do about materials. It didn't. It's not like it just opened up like a week ago or whatever. Correct. They've been they've been open for a while. Yeah, so after that we hung out at home, the kids napped, and then I made banana bread and breakfast casserole for dinner because we had brinner, which is delicious and we should do more often. That's like your favorite. It is. Well, breakfast is delicious. That was my grandfather's, my opa's favorite meal of the day was breakfast. You have all these delicious foods. He really liked cooking bacon and eggs and sausage. Mm-hmm. They're all delicious things. And all of those things, well, minus the bacon. You could put bacon in it. So yeah, this breakfast casserole, it's cubed bread, cooked sausage, diced tomatoes. Peppers. We put peppers in it, diced peppers cheese and then you do that all over again so it's more bread sausage tomatoes peppers cheese and then you put in your eggs with your salt pepper and dry mustard which is cinnamon i don't put cinnamon in it oh i thought you did no that's what you put in french toast you dump all that on top and then you bake it in the oven for forever it does take a while it takes longer than you think and by you you mean you i knew it was going to take forever i knew i would be eating at like 8 30 at night which is about when i got to eat my breakfast casserole well i suggested the breakfast casserole you wanted to just have i said banana bread sausage leftover sausage and french toast sticks i forgot about the leftover sausage yeah so then you said well why don't we do breakfast casserole instead and i said okay but we're missing a bunch of ingredients so you went to the store with Lily. That was kind of a lie because we had the eggs. I could have used Lily's milk, but we didn't have the bread. Unless I was going to use like hot dog buns. Okay, so we were missing the bread. Yeah, so the bread was a crucial ingredient that we were missing. I thought we were missing more than that. Like you made it seem like we were missing milk and eggs. And... Well, we didn't have 2% milk. We just had whole milk. And then Lily wouldn't have had any milk. I bought a lot of eggs, though. We'll use them. Yeah. Especially now that we're going to have four people in the house. And at least three out of those four people will eat eggs on a semi-regular basis. So that was a yummy dinner. We still have one piece left of that casserole. I'll probably take it to work for breakfast tomorrow. And we still have some banana bread left. Mm, Banana bread. 
So Friday, after I picked up the kids, we met up at Wild Mike's and Lily did great. Except for the time where she ran out into the parking lot and I had to yell at her and bring her back to the car. But she didn't get far from the car. So I was going to say you said she didn't get that far. So I parallel parked the van because their parking lot is really small. And when I pulled into the parking lot, there were these two guys talking in front of one of their cars. And I was like, maybe they're going to leave soon. But they didn't look like they were going to leave soon. So I was like, small parking lot. Get your butt out of here. So I parallel park in the only spot that is available that's not for carry out. I don't even think they had any handicap spots available. Not that it would make a difference, but I managed to parallel park the van, which was the first time that I've ever parallel parked the van. I did really good. Go me. So with that, Lily's seat was towards the parking lot and Elliot's seat was towards the building. So I got Lily out of the van, put her next to Elliot's spot, like put her next to Elliot's door, got Elliot out of the van, and then she she hung out on that side of the van. She was really good on our way into the restaurant. She held my hand and we walked into the restaurant. You met us at the door to get her into her high chair. We had dinner. She was well behaved. Like for a toddler, she was very well behaved. And then we left. And so in order to put Lily in her seat, I have to lift her up. So I needed to put Elliot in his seat first. We go over to Elliot's side of the car. I say, Lily, stay here. And I just need to, I just need two seconds where I can put Elliot in his car seat. Like I don't even need to buckle him up or like strap him in. Like I'm just going to put him in his car seat. So he's not in my hands anymore. And I don't have to worry about dropping him. And then I'm going to sit Lily on the ledge, like on the floor in the van so she can sit here while I strap Elliot in. And of course, because Elliot is in his very lovely, I'm a pool mom's hair out phase. When I start setting him into the car seat, he just takes a death grip on my hair. And so as I'm detangling him, Lily walks the side of the car and then walks around the nose. And I'm like, Lily, get back here right now. And so I run around the car after I have gently placed Elliot in his seat and she walked, she was like right next to the driver's side tire. So she was walking to her door and like she did not leave the parking space. So I grabbed her hand, told her, no, you have to stay with mama, drug her back around the car, set her on the floor and said, you stay here, buckled up baby brother, and then walked her to her car seat to put her in the van. But yeah, she was a brat. I mean, in her defense, this is the first time we've really gone through this exercise. It's something that we for sure have to do more often, but we haven't had a need to do more often yet because we haven't really gone anywhere. We need to get those hand magnets. We do. Hand goes here. No ifs, ands, or buts. These are magnets that our neighbor has them. You stick them on the door of your van. Yeah, and it's hand on sticker. So they can't get too far away from your vehicle. But you tell your kids to put their hand on the hand sticker so that they don't go anywhere. They're not supposed to in a parking lot. Yeah. Teaches them to stay within the bubble of your vehicle. So that was fun. Oh, we got zipped up afterwards. I said, let's go get ice cream. And at Zip Dip, Lily declared that the shake that you were sharing with her was in fact hers. And no, you were not allowed to have any because mine violently hug cup of shake. She <laughs> literally said mine. Which she hadn't really done before that too yeah, much. That was a first. Yes, that was a first. She was very aggressive. She was probably really tired at that point. She probably was. Ice cream might have been a bit much, but it was nice. It was probably what, eight o'clock, seven thirty? It was probably like seven thirty. But she had had an adventure day, so Yes. Every dad almost house is an adventure day. <laughs> Yeah, 
So Saturday was D-Day for moving Mom and Larry's big things to the house. It wasn't that much. It wasn't that much, though, because they've been slowly moving things over here. So we didn't really have to do anything. But I did have to take the seats out of the van so we could move their mattresses in one trip. Because we can for sure fit one twin mattress in the van. But if both the captain's chairs are out, we can lay the twin beds in the back of the van and close the door because it was supposed to rain. So we wanted to make sure that everything stayed dry. So you got to leave the house before the kids woke up. The kids slept in. They did. They were tired. <laughs> and they slept in until like, what, nine? Yeah, I think they both slept until about nine or 930. Because I think Lily was starting to wake up as you left. And then soon after Lily woke up, Elliot woke up. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. So it's not like I left super early. No. It was like you didn't leave until like nine or nine fifteen. Yeah. And so I got the captain's chairs out of the van after I woke up and then I hung out with kids and you and Larry showed back up and we're just deciding where you were going to put things and how exactly we were going to get them out of the van. And then the sky opened up and it was pouring down rain. So much rain. No end in sight, according to the radar. So you guys had to pull the van halfway into the garage so we could open the hatch up and manage to maneuver everything down the stairs, which Lily wanted to watch everything. And as soon as the first bed was set up, she was like, I sit here now. And then before we could get the second bed set up, we put the other mattress on top of it. And we were like, okay, Lily, it's the princess and the pea. Where's the pea? You let us know. So that was her fun little toy. She tried to jump on the bed too. She did. She likes trampolines. We did not let her do that. No, she's a very active child. (laughs) So once everybody got situated in the basement and Larry went back on his way to finish packing up stuff at their house, Lily helped you with the blog. She was so cute. Well, she has a little Barbie laptop from the 2000s. Yes, it is from the early 2000s. It was my sister's. Yep. And my sister found it and gave it to Lily on her first birthday. Yep. And I was like, I don't really want this. And then you're like, well, we have to keep it. We can't get rid of it. So Lily has a very pretend laptop at Joe's parents' house. So she will open up her little laptop and typey type on her computer. It doesn't even make any noise, right? It doesn't make any noise. I don't even think like there's any tactile feedback on the keys. Like I think it's just a complete solid set of keys. But like there's the bumps there that you can feel. You can feel the different keys, but they don't press. So she carries that thing around and it's pretty small. It's like the size of an iPad mini. But when Jenna was a kid, she had a Barbie laptop, which was like a game learning system thing so it used to, it took batteries it has a really really small screen a really tiny screen maybe like two fingers no it's well your fingers okay three like fingers. three fingers it's probably like three by five if even that i don't even know if it's the size of a three by five index card but since it was an actual like learn with me game system kind of thing it has an actual working keyboard but we have not put batteries in it and i will not put batteries <laughs> in it Nope. But Lily will carry it around. If Joe's working on the laptop, if I'm working on the laptop, she'll pull it up and she'll want to sit on our laps or next to us with her laptop. And what does she say? She says, open peas. Yeah, because it has a button because <laughs> it latches closed. So we have to open it up for her. She loves closing it too. She does. <laughs> I pulled it out from, because it had been sitting in the library since her birthday party because I hadn't found a home for it yet. But she had started trying to grab our laptop laptop 
And I was like, whoa, 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 we can't have you do this. Wait, you have a laptop downstairs. You get to play with your laptop. So she helps Joe blog now (laughs) while Joe posts things to the blog. The time that I decided to put the seats back into the van so we could go out to dinner was the 10 minutes that it rained because it had stopped raining some point before lunch. And then the 10 minutes that I was outside putting the seats back in the van was when it decided to rain because we don't have enough room in the garage for me to maneuver the seats around while the van is in the garage. So I had to do all that outside. But Lily is officially forward facing and all of her seats now because we put her to forward facing in the van and that's on the doctor's recommendation because she is really really tall yeah so she's really tall she's probably getting really close to three feet and she was 33 inches at her last checkup yeah she was 33 inches at her 18 month checkup she's tall it's getting harder to get her in and out of her car seat without us banging her head on the roof of the van so if we put her since her seat's forward facing now she can kind of get herself up into her seat and help us out a bit so it's not all on us and we're not going to break our backs getting her in and out of her car seat so then we went to dinner downtown at the moorline lager house it was so yummy the moorline lager house always has a, a place in my heart because we got the vip free vip tickets to that saturday opening party yeah i don't remember who we knew that got us in there knew we were dancing i know we were dancing but i don't know who got us into dance greg greg invited us i guess he did he wanted to make sure that the german groups were involved yeah the german community so they invited us to dance we had like eight or nine couples show up like eight or nine couples worth of dancers not necessarily like people were couple couples but there was only enough room for four people like for four couples to dance at a time And that was because we had to like shove people out of the way to make room for us to dance. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was so tiny. And I was so bummed because they were carting people. And it was like, I want to say it was like February or March. It was February. Yeah. And I turned 21 in June. And I was like, really? Four months? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Whatever. But the food was really yummy. It was all free. They had waiters and waitresses going around with trays of food. Yeah. Like German sausages. All with the must- apple kraut. All the mustard. Yeah. Different kinds of mustard. It was so yummy. And the food is still delicious. So I got a schnitzel a la Holstein, which is schnitzel with a fried egg on top. And it had spätzle with some kind of lemon sauce. Oh, it was so good. That's just German for noodles. Yes. They're like, but they're not like spaghetti noodles. It's more like gnocchi, but it's randomly shaped because you are like literally taking your dough through a a cheese grater over your boiling water. It's so yummy. It was so good. It's not super hard to make. No, it's not. But it is. It does take a minute to make. <laughs> yeah. Take some extra effort. Yeah. So they have a nice outdoor balcony. It's a two-floor building. Yeah, because it's a two-floor building. They have an out. They have a beer garden in the downstairs space, and then they have a balcony that you can sit out on upstairs. But like, it was a bit too hot and a bit too humid to be outside eating dinner. So we were eating dinner inside. It did clear up, by the way. Because when I think back on Saturday, it's like 
Was that two different days? Yeah, because like the morning was really nasty and then the afternoon was really nice or like relatively nice. Oh, the sun was out and yeah. it was... And like they said it was supposed to rain again, but we never got any more rain. Right. Maybe it rained overnight. I don't know. But when we went out to eat, it was... It was beautiful. Yeah. So Lily ran around the balcony. She just ran back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. We wore her butt out. And then after dinner, we all went back to Joe and Judy's house. Dinner was for their 35th anniversary slash everybody's birthdays that happened this summer. So we got some cake. The kids did really well until about 10 minutes before we left. And then Lily was just like, I want to run around all the time. You can't contain me. (laughs) And Elliot was like, feed me now, peasants. Give me all the love and attention and food. (laughs) But we still got pretty decent pictures out of the kids, even though they were both kind of in moods. And then we all had some ice cream cake that was really yummy. And that brings us to now. That that was the week. Mm -hmm. It was long. Yes. Very eventful. So now it is time for What's Bugging Caroline in Children's TV. Caroline, what is bugging you in children's TV? So I'm still stuck on that stupid rainbow song from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So the one that goes red, orange, yellow, green, blue. Don't forget there's purple too. Rainbow colors for me and you. I think I might have changed keys halfway through that. I don't know. It's been a hot second since I've listened to that song. And it's an annoying ass song. They usually are. (laughs) I mean, they're earworms uh, for a reason. So, of course, because it's an earworm, it keeps getting stuck in my head. And I keep thinking about how they could have done red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet to rainbow colors for me and you. Indigo and violet would have fit in that song better than purple. Like, seriously. If Sesame Street can do it, you can do it. I don't know what to say to that because this show is like 20 years old. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just realized. I mean, I think I realized this this morning when I put this shirt on, but I didn't know you'd still be wearing it. We're both wearing our Sesame Street shirts today. I thought you did that on purpose. It was one of like three shirts I could have grabbed. I thought you were going to change your shirt at some point. I don't know why I thought that, though. I mean, there is like a thing where like couples start to dress alike. No, you did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) this is more on purpose than the uc shirt the uc shirt happens all the time on accident (laughs) oh you're wearing that shirt oh i'm wearing that shirt too when did this happen so i noticed you have an adult beverage what are you drinking i am drinking a father g's bees by brink brewing it's very yummy we are actually both drinking that we are because that was part of our to-go growler with a c a crowler is a 32 ounce can that is packaged that is sealed and is good for up to a few weeks a growler is a glass jug that's a gallon and is good for like a week or two once you open it it's good for like two days and really the second day is questionable so it is 7% ABV and 24 IBUs. The description for it is our College Hill neighbor, Father George of St. Clair Parish, also happens to be a beekeeper. This beer features 40 pounds of honey from the, his harvest. The combination of maris otter, chocolate, and caramel malts provide a richness while the honey gives a touch of boozy sweetness. 
They upped the ABV on this recently. It might be that they used more su- they used more honey, so there was more sugar for the yeast to eat and poop out some more alcohol. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was closer to 6% back in the... I feel like it was too, but it's still really yummy. Oh yeah, it is. It's yummy. It's probably one of my favorite Brink beers. And mm-hmm. I say that knowing that there's all these seasonal beers that they do. Yeah. But this is, this is a pretty regular beer that they do. It's fairly regular, yeah. We did go there a, f- a few weeks ago, and they were like, well, we're still we're brewing it. We don't have any, yeah, which is kind of atypical for them. Usually they do have it. And then there was the one time that they put coffee in it, and we were very taken aback because we were like, oh, Father Cheese Bees, we love that. Wait, they put coffee in it? What? I was not expecting this. Yeah, it was a very different taste. And it wasn't like it was bad. It was just we were not expecting that. <laughs> No. (laughs) And so like the next five times that I ordered Father G's, I was like, this is just Father G's. No adjuncts, right? And they're like, what? No, it's just Father G's. And I'm like, okay. Because one time they put coffee in it and it threw us for a loop because we were not expecting it. Well, on the board, it just said Father G's. Yeah. They didn't like say coffee or anything at the end. It was just Father G's. We're like, oh, we like that. Yeah, no one warned us. No. It's so it's it's a very different flavor profile when you have a bunch of coffee added to a beer. And it's fine. You just have to tell people. <laughs> it's like when you I don't know, you expect cherry and you get sour apple. Uh, yeah. Or something. Yeah, that would work. You know, it happens with food all the time. You expect one flavor and you get a completely different flavor. Yeah. It just it throws you off. But it's good. I like it. I wish they did it all the time. I'm, I'm glad that they are utilizing local honey. Yeah. That's really cool. And I mean, I'm sure part of it is that Father G can only spare so much honey. And they've kind of locked themselves into that niche of we have to use Father G's honey. I don't know. I don't personally know Father G. Or how many beehives he has. Right. So that was what we are drinking. It was very tasty. Mm -hmm. So cheers to the weekend and Lord help us in the week ahead because starting tomorrow, we are going to have to do it all over again. Wait, what? We got to do this all over again? We have to do it all over again. (sighs) Time marches on as one great band one says more crazy ventures are ahead and we will make sure to share them with you each week right here on the craft parenting podcast you know who used to like to go hang out at breweries zoe because people would tell her how cute she was they'd give her treats She'd get ear rubs. She could pretend like Clara didn't exist and she was an only child again. She used to go before Clara even existed. She did. So we'll take her to like Brink's patio or a few other places before kids. Now that we have the kids, the kids kind of win going to the breweries because it's okay to leave the dogs locked in the house for four hours on their own. It's generally frowned upon to do that with small children. So the kids kind of have to go where we go. Um, We got Zoe in September. 2014. Yes, of 2014. We closed on the house at the end of July of 2014. 
And we were originally not planning on getting a dog until after our wedding in June of 2015. This was for a few reasons. It would give us time to settle into the house. We could potentially have the fence finished before we got a dog. (laughs) (laughs) We would have the ability to go wherever we wanted at practically a moment's notice for a little while. Because you don't have to worry about who's going to be watching the dog while you're gone or can you take the dog with you. And we could potentially keep my allergies in check for a few months since I wouldn't be living with a dog. You weren't supposed to be living here. I was not supposed to be living here. And I also have a doctor's note somewhere or had a doctor's note somewhere that said I was not supposed to sleep in the same room as a dog. So we were like both on the same page about we're going to get a dog at some point, but let's wait until after the wedding because then I'll be living here full time. We can get settled in a bit and then we'll get a dog. The funny thing about when we bought the house in July, Mm -hmm. that was the day that we closed on the house, July 28th, 2014. Something like that, yeah. Was the day that Zoe was born. It was kismet. (laughs) Yes. So we weren't going to get a dog. And then a Facebook post came across my newsfeed when we were at the Ohio Renaissance Festival. A friend of a friend had puppies and they needed homes. And the post was like... Did you discover this at the Renaissance Festival? I thought you discovered it at work. Okay, I discovered it like a day or two before the Renaissance Festival. And then I like either came across the post again or I just kept thinking about it. Either like the Facebook post or like my conversations with this woman who had the puppies was kind of like, I don't know how this happened. I have four dogs, two boys and two girls, and none of them are spayed and neutered. But one of them had puppies. And it's like, uh, maybe spay and or neuter your pets if you don't want them to make puppies. This was a farm in middle of nowhere, Indiana. Yeah, they were like farm dogs, but like well-loved farm dogs. So reception at the Ohio Renaissance Festival is very spotty, but we either like looked at the dogs again or we were just talking about it a whole lot. And we both agreed that we were only looking because we can look, we can't touch. And the odds of us getting a dog were very slim. And then the universe laughed and laughed and laughed. So after we went through all the photos of the puppies and I was like, hey, are there any of these dogs that you think that you like? You pointed to the same dog that I would have pointed to, like the one that I had in my head. And we're like, oh, snap, we're going to have a problem, aren't we? (laughs) Zoe, are you a problem? (laughs) She's still not over there. She's not. She's still upstairs. So by the end of the night, we were messaging the woman who had the puppies and we were figuring out what we would need to buy to have a puppy live at our house. (laughs) We told virtually no one about the decision we had made and decided to keep it mostly a secret until after we picked up the dog. Because everyone would have told us no. Told us, tried to talk (laughs) us out of it. (laughs) We're like, you can't say no when you have this adorable puppy in your face. (laughs) So the only people that knew were the person who had driven us to and from the Renaissance Festival and then Matt and a few of our other friends that we had like told about ahead of time. And my uncle. We called uncle, my uncle, to see what what dog food he recommended. I do not remember doing that, but it would not surprise me if that was a thing that we did. Unbeknownst to Joe... I was in the middle of planning a surprise birthday party for him the weekend of downtown Oktoberfest. 
But he did know he would be taking his sister to and from downtown Oktoberfest. And either your parents were going to pick her up from our house or she was going to spend the night at our house. Like you knew that we were coming here after downtown Oktoberfest. We knew that we should probably wait until after downtown Oktoberfest to pick up the puppy. So we said the Sunday after downtown Oktoberfest. And since we would be... Since at least your sister would be entering our house, we needed to keep all of the puppy stuff hidden. So all of the puppy things were in the trunk of your car. So we could just unload them either late Saturday night or early Sunday morning to get things set up before we picked up this dog, which we had decided to call Zoe at this point. Zoe actually only had one name, right? Yes. Zoe only had one name. Clara had like four names, three or four. What did Clara have Kylie as a name or was that Zoe? Kaylee, Kaylee, Jane, and then Clara. Okay. She at least had three different names. I think you have a Father's Day card somewhere that signed Jane. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and then we immediately changed her name after that. But she she wasn't at her house yet, so it was fine. Matt knew that we were going to get a dog, and he was helping set up for the surprise party. So were your parents, but he was going to get to the house before your parents did, so he could make sure that all puppy stuff was appropriately hidden before your parents showed up. And by the end of the party, everyone except for our family knew we were picking up a dog the next day. Pretty much. Yeah. I was very bad about keeping this secret. But I was like, look at how adorable she is. And by the end of the night, Joe had forgiven his sister and I for running around Meyer to stall for more people to show up at his surprise party. That's a whole different story. <laughs> it was hilarious. The woman with the dogs messaged us that on Sunday morning to confirm we were still on and we verified the puppy she was going to bring. But the picture she sent us wasn't of the dog we had been calling Zoe. Uh-oh. It was a different dog. Also female. Because part of our criteria for a dog was we wanted it to be a girl dog. Because all dogs can pee in the house potentially. But girl dogs can only pee on the floor. Boy dogs can pee on the floor and on the side of your couch, which is a lot harder to clean up than the floor which at the time we did not have a couch well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking into the future <laughs> we knew there were fewer possible ways a girl dog could pee in the house than a boy dog but we lived through my parents dog buddy as a dog as a puppy and he tended to pee on things yeah so we were like okay it's a different girl dog but that's okay we can call her zoe instead like She's still cute. And then so we were like, oh, well, we thought we were going to get this dog. And she's like, oh, I still have that dog, too. I'll bring that dog instead. We're like, ah, sweet. Okay, we still get Zoe. (laughs) So Zoe stayed Zoe. And then we met her. We met this woman in a gas station parking lot. I gave her $25. She gave me a puppy. And then we went our separate ways. It was semi-jank. But she dewormed Zoe. No, she had given her her first round of shots. First that she had purchased at a tractor supply store, which later when we met with our vet, our vet was like, I don't count that as a round of shots because <laughs> you don't know how these vials were stored at the tractor supply store. The vaccines might not be good anymore because they got too warm or too cold. You really shouldn't be buying this stuff from a tractor supply store. And I'm like, don't shoot the messenger. I was not the one who gave her these shots. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is what we were told. So after we got home with our puppy, our friends Molly and Matt came over and they met Zoe and played with her for a bit. And then we got into the car to head to Joe's parents' house for dinner because Sunday night is family dinner night, or at least was at that point. Oh, Zoe, by the way, she was small. She was only eight weeks. 
Yeah, she was tiny. She had bright blue eyes. It was like gem blue eyes. They were so bright. Yeah, she was really tiny. So one of us drove, the other sat in the back and held her. I'm pretty sure you sat in the back and held her because you were jealous of me getting to sit in the back and hold her on the way home from the gas station. Yes. So then we got to my parents' house and I think you called them and you were like, please bring Buddy and Bella my parents' dogs, outside. Come meet us in the driveway. On a leash so that we have we have something to show them. They were very confused. I think I actually had to bring the dogs outside and be like, yeah, we're doing this right now. Come on. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, what in everyone the world is going on? Everyone was so confused. Was Josh living with me? Josh was still living with your parents at that point. And my sister was living there too. And they were just so confused. They were probably sitting on the couch watching TV. And you're like, come on, we're all going outside. Get off your butts. <laughs> and then at the end of the driveway, there was me and a little itty bitty puppy with a really tiny leash. Probably like a three foot It was leash. like a four foot leash. It was... It was a small leash for a small dog. It was a very small leash. At the time, she was small. She was very small, yes. She was probably like, what, five pounds? Yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, there's a puppy. She is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And looking back on this, that could have gone really badly. It could have. Fortunately, Buddy and Bella are both very chill. No, no. I just mean just buying a dog from a random person. Oh, yeah. Like sight, almost sight unseen. It's like you've seen a picture on the internet. You haven't actually like seen video of this dog in action. Right. Yeah. It could have been like a a 10-year-old dog or as my parents found out, a five-year-old dog. Yeah. Oh, this dog isn't in fact one years old. What? (laughs) Yeah, so it could have gone badly. It could have, I mean, it did go right because Zoe was actually eight weeks old. I mean, there's not much you can do in eight weeks to a puppy at all. Yeah, that'll leave long-lasting damage. So yeah, Zoe was pretty chill. She was used to... She was used to being outside all the time. She was used to being outside all the time with her brothers and sisters, and she did nip a lot. She bit. She was a very chewy puppy. She liked to chew, and we think that's because she chewed on her brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, she still has a white mark on her nose because when we picked her up, she had a little scab on her nose. And so I think like one of her brothers or sisters got her in the snoot, and now she still has like a permanent white patch of fur where that little scab was. It's cute. Had dinner with your family, and then you went home with Zoe. Well, I guess we both went back to our house, and then I went to my mom's house to spend the night because I was watching Spunky because my mom was out of town. And then you had a puppy all on your own in the house, and she was not happy about it. I don't remember. I remember you complaining the next morning that all she did was cry. She did. Yeah, I guess she whined a lot. Because she was used to having brothers and sisters to snuggle up with, and now it's I'm on my own in this strange cage. And we kept her in the kitchen under the breakfast bar because at the time we didn't have cabinets. Yeah, so it was like, here, this will be your little cave, your place to hang out. Mm -hmm. And then I think like on Monday after I got home from work and I let her out, that's when we discovered that she had worms because all puppies have worms. We just didn't know that. 
at the time. And so I immediately scheduled her a vet visit. And the night after her vet visit was the night that I stayed at the house with her and you stayed at my mom's house. And she slept through the night for me. She did just fine because she had all those shots in her that her little body was like, I was so tired. I don't remember spending the night at your mom. I don't remember this. You only spent one night at my mom's house because I think like they came home the next night or something like that. I don't remember that. You took care of Spunky one night. I took care of Lily. Not Lily, Zoe. (laughs) Whoa. Why didn't we just bring Spunky over here? I don't know. Are you sure we didn't do that? No, we didn't. Because we should have. Did your mom know that we had Zoe at that point? We called her up at some point and told her we got a dog. I want to say we did that at some point on Sunday. So we crate trained Zoe, which meant that when we were not in the house, she was in her crate, which was her safe place. It was where we used to feed her meals until we discovered that we couldn't feed her meals in there. We fed her meals next to her crate. And so it was just like, this is your space. No one else will go in there. We would throw some toys in there with her maybe maybe some treats when we left kongs yeah normally kongs stuffed with peanut butter that we'd thrown in the freezer so after she was a year old and she wasn't having any accidents in her crate anymore so we picked her up in september in march ish she started sleeping in our bed because we're pushovers uh joe is pushover (laughs) and we weren't home a whole lot because it was the week of easter we were very busy being away from the house so we felt bad about she was getting a lot of crate time that week so we'll let you sleep in our bed with us at night and then we'll revisit if we're going to continue doing this and she still sleeps in our bed (laughs) (laughs) she didn't really have a whole lot of accidents she was waking up less in the middle of the night i want to say after her first or second week of being in the house we moved her crate up into our bedroom from the kitchen for a while we would physically move her crate back and forth between the two spaces because our friend said if they if she sleeps in the same room as you, she might do better at night. And she did do better at night after we did that. But so when she turned a year old, we did a trial run of her being out of her crate during the day. And the first day she did really good. The second day she... We locked her in the kitchen because we have one, two, three three points of entry into the kitchen. Yeah, and they're all about doorway width. So it's really easy to put some baby gates up. And so we locked her in the kitchen during the day, right? No, we gave her the living room. We did give her the living room. Okay. We locked her in the kitchen after she got spayed because she was in the cone. We just left her in the kitchen. But for her trial run, we we gave her the living room. Um, The first day she was fine. The second day she peed on the floor. The third day she destroyed her dog bed and maybe peed on the floor as well. So we said, okay, you are not ready for this much responsibility yet back into the crate you go and she continued to be in her crate during the day until she was about two and a half or almost two and a half years old was it really that long Uh uh-huh because it was after we got clara because we had two crates for a while after we had clara we had a crate in the living room for zoe and we had a crate in our bedroom for clara because clara would sleep in her crate at night for like two months and then someone in the family is a a pushover (laughs) And I'm pretty sure the conversation went because Clara would hang out in bed with us and then we would put her in her crate to go to bed. And it was Joe's turn to put her in her crate for the night. And I said, okay, Joe, I'm going to bed. You need to put Clara away. And you said, oh, do I have to? And I said, it's your call, but you're cleaning up whatever mess she makes. She did not make any mess. I'm pretty sure she made a mess one night, but she was pretty clean. She didn't have near as many accidents as Zoe did. She also didn't chew on us as much as Zoe did, but she also just chewed on Zoe instead of (laughs) chewing on us, which was nice. She still chews on Zoe. (laughs) She does. (laughs) They still go at it. 
Yeah. So there was a short period of time where Zoe had free reign of the first floor and Clara was in her crate during the day and we just close our bedroom door so they couldn't really see each other. We'd feel bad the days that we forgot to close the bedroom door and then like we'd find Zoe like laying in our bed while Clara's stuck in her crate. But eventually we let Clara run around the house too and they both did fine together. Zoe we occasionally have slip ups with or they're Clara but Clara makes it look like it was Zoe. I don't know. Clara's not really a chewer and doesn't really go after random things but Zoe does. Like she'll get this wild hair up her butt where this cardboard box that was fine being in her space for two weeks just has to get decimated. Don't know why. Don't know the rhyme or reason. It's just today I decided that this thing needs to die. She's seven years old. Oh, she'll be seven years old at the end of July. Yeah. And she still does that. Yeah. She's gotten back into her habit of reading. Quote, quote, reading. She does not understand the concept of reading. She thinks that you learn by eating the words. It's very frustrating. She likes to destroy books. That's like her hobby. Yeah, so that's a lot more in-depth into the gotcha story of Zoe. We probably rushed into getting a dog a little bit, but it all worked out in the end. Um, I kind of wonked my schedule a bit, so I would go into the office earlier so I could leave earlier. You kept your schedule about the same because you were working more like 9 to 5 than my like 8 to 4, which I then changed to like 7.30 or to like 3.30 or something like that, just so I could get home a little bit sooner. And she would have shorter amounts of time in her crate without any here. And for context, we didn't really say what Zoe is. Like oh, what we her, haven't yet. What her breed is. We can. Do you want to do that now or do you want to do that later? Let's do it now. Okay, so Zoe is a Doberman, Boxer, Husky, Sharpe mix. The Sharpe is the only lazy one out of those four breeds. All of the other breeds are like high energy, mild to high intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like you got to wear them out physically and mentally. <laughs> Yeah, and Zoe was definitely a really difficult puppy, I would say. We talked about the chewing issue. Yeah. We talked about the, we didn't talk about the hyperactivity. No, she was also, she was a very active puppy. She's still a pretty active dog when she wants to be. Like, she'll run around the backyard when she, you know, no, not as much as Clara, but she will run around the backyard. She will chase stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, we have bunny rabbits apparently living in that bush. Yeah, there's bunny rabbits, there's birds, there's squirrels. Mm-hmm. They try to catch them all. Yeah, and Zoe is will be the one out of the two that, even though Clara is a hound dog, and technically is the hunter of the two. Yeah, Zoe has a bit more patience, where yeah, Zoe she, will kind of stalk a bit further than Clara mm, will. She stalks, and she, she acts like a predator more than Clara does. <laughs> Clara has... A little bit of that lab in her where she's kind of clumsy and goofy. Yeah. Yeah, so Zoe was a a difficult puppy, I would say. And I've grown up with at least two puppies. I mean, Buddy was, Buddy also liked to chew. As evidenced by the sweatshirt of yours that I still wear from time to time. Let's stop pretending. It's not mine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours. What's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. It was co-opted by you a long time ago. So it is yours. But yeah, the sleeves are completely torn apart. I think you repaired them though for the most part. Uh, No, I might have fixed like one or two holes in it like right when we started dating. And then I just gave up on it. It's just holes everywhere. But I would come home and and essentially Buddy would play tug of war with my sweatshirt. <laughs> that tracks for the way that sweatshirt currently is. <laughs> and I don't think I discouraged that. You probably didn't. 
I do remember the marks on my hand for both Buddy and Zoe. I mean, they both got my fingers quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and like the best thing to do is just shove a toy semi-violently into their mouth. Like, no, you chew on this. You don't chew on me. I always grab the, the tooth. Usually they have like the baby teeth. Mm-hmm. So there's like a space in between the teeth. So I shove my finger in the middle of the two teeth and I try to get my fingers out of the way yeah so the the different ways that you can handle that situation are as soon as you get your finger your hand out shove a toy in their mouth and be like yes chew on this 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 to like be like yo you chew on this toy not my hand the other thing you can do is you can take your other hand and basically pinch around their nose their snoot not their nose their snoot where you're grabbing their their jowls their flappy bits of their mouth and you curl their flappy bits so they are against their teeth because they don't want to bite themselves because that kind of hurts. So now that you've got them in a position where they are, quote, biting themselves, they're going to release so you can get your hand out. And that's kind of how you curb that behavior as well. But really the do this, not that. Here, I'm going to shove the thing that you are allowed to chew on in your mouth. That's the preferred method of training them out of that. So for those of you out there thinking about getting a new dog or a new pet in your life, we're mostly going to cover dogs. I've had cats in the past, but it was a very long time ago. I had fish. They did not do well. Do not claim to be an expert in fish at all. So for the most part, we're going to cover dogs. But this list can pretty much cover most things or get you to figure out maybe there's a different pet that would work best for you. So things that you need for a new puppy slash a rescue dog. And this list is surprisingly similar to what you need for a baby. So you need a safe place for them to sleep. Ideally, this would be a crate or some kind of enclosed space, somewhere where you know that it's very puppy-proofed. They can't chew on any wires. There aren't any toys that you want them to chew on in there. And just in general, it is a safe place for them to hang out with no supervision. You want to give them lots of things to chew on slash destroy. Especially if you're dealing with a puppy, I recommend a wide variety of things. Their tastes do change as they get older, but you'll find that like Zoe was a big fan of the hard Nyla bones, but Clara was was a big fan of the soft Nyla bones and stuffed animals. Zoe wasn't so much a fan of stuffed animals. She would just rip them to pieces. You want to get a good leash. We do not recommend retractable leashes. Get yourself a good fixed six foot leash, especially if you're dealing with a puppy. It gives you more control over the dog. If you're on a retractable leash and your dog is 10 feet away from you, it's a lot harder to rein them in. You want to get a collar that fits snug enough around their neck so it won't slip off their head, but is loose enough where you can fit two fingers between their neck and collar. You want tags with identifying information so you can be reunited if they get out. Ideally, you're also going to get your dog microchip. They usually do that when they get spayed. Yes. At least our vet did. Yeah, our vet decided to get our dogs microchipped while they were spayed because since they're knocked out, they're not going to feel that larger needle with the microchip in it because they're already knocked out. And then you want either a fenced-in yard, a tie-out, or the patients to take them out on leash all of the time. Rain, snow, sleet, or hail. Your dog decides it has to go outside. Your butt has to go outside with them. We didn't finish our backyard fence until, what was that, 2019? Yep, before (laughs) Lily was born. I think it was the May before Lily was born. Yes, and that was like the greatest present ever. 
I vividly remember taking Zoe out as a puppy, like during this before we were married time. Mm -hmm. So she was between eight weeks and a year old. I vividly remember taking her out when it was below zero. Yep. And there was snow on the ground. And Zoe's like, this is great. And you're like, go to the bathroom. My toes are going to freeze off. I remember thinking, children wake you up in the middle of the night and you have to go and change the diaper and feed them and stuff. But at least you're not outside when it's negative <laughs> wind chill out. <laughs> at least you're doing it inside. Yeah. And they're cuter. I don't know. He's, I mean, dogs are pretty cute. Yeah. So so figure out what your bathroom situation is going to be for your dog. And then you need to get more chew toys because they destroyed all of the chew toys that you had purchased previously. Just if you think you have enough chew toys, it's probably wrong. You probably need to get more. And then so those are things that you need. You probably want to stick with whatever food it is that they are currently eating and then slowly transition to whatever food it is you intend to feed them all of the time because dogs can get a very big shock to their system if you suddenly change their food. I mean, it's not a comprehensive list of things that you need but those are like the basics of things that you need for a new dog and then things to consider before you get a dog or really any pet this kind of applies all across the board so one are you okay if some of your items get destroyed or permanently damaged some dogs chew on everything we got very fortunate that zoe did not like to chew on wood furniture i know you tell me stories about the coffee table that's in your oma's basement that has chewed on by three or four different family dogs I think it was just Penny and Max. They're yeah. two Labradors. Yeah. So they, they had a nose for wood furniture. And then for a while, there is some confusion between pillows and stuffy toys because they're both plush and soft and fabric and full of stuffing. So you just have to be willing to say, I can replace these things. And like, are you going to have patience with that? Or are you going to lose your temper? And then what kind of energy level will you be able to devote to your pet? Are you a very active person? Are you a couch potato? Are you somewhere in between? While every dog is different, dog breeds typically have the same needs as far as an activity level or destruction level is concerned. So an example that I'll use is border collies because our friends have a lot of border collies. They are a very high energy and high intelligence dog. Technically, they're a working dog. They're meant to be on a farm working almost 24-7. Not as far as like they are physically working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but like when they are not sleeping, they are doing things. So not only do you have to physically wear them out by like taking them on walks, taking them on hikes, you also have to mentally wear them out. So you have to give them puzzle toys. You have to consider doing like agility training with them things where they're going to have to use their brain to think about what it is that they need to do i was gonna say zoe falls into that category she does i don't know that she's technically a working dog huskies are working dogs but well regardless of what the technical terms are as far as breeds go zoe needs to be physically worn out and mentally worn out in order for everyone to be happy She's smart and she's observant. It's hard to pull the wool over her eyes. So we use a puzzle toy to feed her at night. And she actually... And during the... Well, when we feed her. Yeah. She does not like eating out of a dog bowl anymore. <laughs> if you try to feed her out of a dog bowl, she's like, what is this? Like, I mean, I'll eat this, but where's my puzzle toy? She wants to think. Yeah, so her puzzle toy, how would you describe it? So there's things she has to pick up, there's flaps she has to open, and there are containers she has to slide. Yes. So she just pushes everything around with her snoot and picks stuff up with her teeth. She's really good at it, too. 
She is. I need to, we need to get her another one, but then I have to learn how to fill up the other one quickly and that'll be annoying for me. I usually feed them anyway, so. Yeah, I'll get her a new puzzle toy. Another thing, are you away from home often? So are you away from your house for 12 plus hours a day? Do you go on lots of trips where you're away from your house for days at a time? If so, are you able to bring your pet with you? Do you have someone who is willing and able to watch your pet for you? Because you can't just say, oh, hey, I'm going to leave this pet in my house for the weekend while I go out. You can kind of do that with cats, but you still have, if you have an automatic feeder, but you still want somebody coming in to check up on them. The big thing is, are you just buying this pet because it's a holiday? Like, for example, oh, the kids would love to get a puppy for Christmas or it's Easter, so I'll get you a bunny. Please don't do that. Yeah, please do not do that. Think about the long-term commitment you're going to have with this pet. So dogs typically live 10 to 17 years. It can depend on the breed. Cats can live about 10 to 17 or more years as well. Some species of birds can live for decades. So, oh, hey, it'd be really cool if we had a parrot. Well, that parrot is going to live to be 60 or 70 years old. Are you able to take care of that pet for 60 to 70 years or have someone who will be able to take care of it after you pass away? Really? 60 years? Yeah. Birds can live ridiculously long. And like bunnies are more of a commitment than you would think. And just because there are wild bunnies does not mean that you can just decide, well, us having this bunny for a pet isn't working out anymore. So we're going to go release it into the forest. Like that's a domesticated bunny at this point. It does not have the skills to survive out in the wild. You basically just wrote that bunny a death sentence. So if you have at any point have decided that I am no longer able to take care of this pet the way that it is needed to be taken care of, like find a shelter or find a good home for it. Don't keep a pet in a miserable situation just because I have this pet. I need to keep it forever and ever. Like make sure all y'alls are happy. And then my next thing for you to consider is, do you have children or are you planning on having children? Consider how your new pet will act around the kids and vice versa. Because in addition to training your pet to your house and your kids, you'll have to train your kids to the pet. So we don't let Lily climb all over our dogs. We don't let her get all up in their face. We don't let her yank on their tails or yank on their ears. We make sure that they give each other their own personal space. And now when Zoe and Clara were puppies, we played with their tails. We played with their paws. We played with their ears. We got all up in their face. We made sure that they were okay with those interactions just so we knew that if somebody got up into their face relatively quickly, they would mostly be okay with it. We'd have to worry less about them reacting in a negative way, Mm -hmm. but that's still not a thing that you want to test. You want to make sure that your kids are giving your dogs personal space and vice versa. And then the big thing is find a reliable vet near your home so you're prepared to set them up with a new dog appointment soon after you bring them home. So even if you're getting a dog from a shelter and they can say, here's some of their history, here's what's up with this dog, I would still highly recommend taking that dog to a vet after you bring it home to get a second opinion on how old that dog is, the temperament of of the dog, just getting a general health checkup making sure that everything's all squared away. So your new pet is home. In this instance, we're going to talk about a dog. So you want to slowly introduce your 
pet to your friends and family. You don't want to just have 30 people come over to your house and be like, hey, meet this new dog because your dog's going to freak out. Slowly introduce your dog to new people. Try to get them acquainted to this is your space. This is your home before having friends or family bring over their dogs. So they don't get confused about thinking that they have to try to compete for space. And especially if the dog is a rescue, you want to take everything with minuscule baby steps because there might be some part of their history that no one is aware of and you might accidentally trigger something in them because you didn't know that one out of 10 times when the man of the house would take off his belt, he'd beat the dog with it. So when you go to take your belt off, your dog starts wigging out because, oh my goodness, it's a belt somebody's going to hit me with it. It takes time to train your dogs out of those things because they have some traumatic experiences behind them. If they do. If they do. Yeah. Not all dog, not all rescue dogs are like that. Some are though. And you need to let the Stockholm syndrome kick in slash have them realize that this is their new home now. I mean, essentially what it is, is you're just trying to get Stockholm syndrome with your new dog. Be like, yes, I am a good guy. I do have food. I do have treats. Like you're going to be well loved and taken care of here. Like just chill out. This is your space now. Training takes time and it won't happen overnight. So you have to slowly work with your dog a little bit every day. Work on sit, work on down, work on stay, and then work your way up to bigger and better tricks. The biggest thing is to set boundaries and stick to them. If you're not firm on the rules, it can create problems down the line. So if you're trying to teach your dog not to jump up on people, oh, but it's fine if they jump up on me. I just don't want them jumping up on other people. That now has confused your dog. Because sometimes they get yelled at for jumping up on people, but sometimes they don't. So what you have to do is you have to say, you're not allowed to jump up on anyone. Once that has gotten kicked in, then you can start to introduce the exceptions that make the rules. Positive reinforcement is your preferred method of training. So that is you get a treat for doing the good thing. And then treats have value and you don't need to use high value treats all the time. So you can even just train with their dog food. But if there's something that they're having trouble learning or having trouble sticking with, that's when you can pull out maybe a more high value treat of a milk bone or a piece of hot dog or something along those lines. Our friend uses air as treats. Yeah. So she's like, here, have treat. And dog's like, um, um, nom, nom. So yummy. There was no treat there. But he's so happy about it. And then make sure you keep your dog up to date on all of their shots and vet appointments. It's not necessarily the cheapest thing in the world, but they are cheaper than kids. So they do have that going for them. But they can't tell you what's wrong and they communicate differently than humans do when they're not feeling well. So dogs are pack animals and they don't want to necessarily show signs of weakness, especially to the pack leader. So if they're not feeling well, you kind of have to look for the cues of them being a little bit more hesitant when they're taking when they're walking a slight limp might be something that they'll present versus an actual limp knowing what their what their cues are when they're not feeling well is something that you kind of have to look for once you start to know them better as a dog and then since they age so much faster than humans them going to the vet every six months is like equivalent to you going to the vet every year and a half 
because a lot can change with them in that time period. So making sure that you have those regular vet appointments, making sure you keep them up to date on their shots, things like Parvo and Giardia, you don't want to necessarily mess with if you can avoid it. There are vaccines out there for those diseases for a reason. Keep your dog up to date on their shots and you'll have to deal with less things down the line. I remember when we first had Zoe and we took her to the vet and the vet said, yeah, you can't even walk her. Yeah. Yeah. They said, no, you can't even walk her in the neighborhood. Because of the fear of Parvo. I guess it was Parvo. Yeah. Because that's Parvo the, that's is. the big one. Yeah. Parvo is deadly if it's not treated fast enough. And even if it is treated fast enough, it can still be deadly. So that, that first week or two weeks, she got she got multiple shots, but we had to space them out. Yeah. Over a few, over a month, probably. Yeah, it was once, and then once she was 16 weeks old, I think that's when she was up to date on all of her shots. And that was like, okay, you get three walks a day now. They're not long walks, but you need these. She was a wild child. I don't know if it was eight weeks. I, I, I mean, we walked her before. Yeah. It, she was 16 weeks for sure. But it was just that that one shot that we probably gave her when she was like 10 weeks or something. Yeah. One of the nurses or one of the doctors was like super like, you need to be careful about everything. And then with Clara, we're like, man, you're fine. <laughs> She's up to date on all her shots though. Poor Clara. I mean, <laughs> that was a whole different story. Yeah. Very complicated. So that's Zoe in a nutshell and a very brief overview of what to do about feeding a dog or other pet in your life. So now it is time for Joe's dad joke of the week. time of the podcast i know it is at least somebody enjoys it this week i have a joke that is themed around dogs oh that's nice we can stay on topic i I always try to stay on topic Uh, so caroline how are a dog and a marine biologist alike i don't know how are they alike one wags a tail and the other tags a whale Because dogs have tails and marine biologists do things with whales. That's that's a good one, honey. <laughs> so glad that you could share that with the group. So that does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. We want to hear from you. If you have ideas for a show topic, if you have comments about a previous show, maybe you liked it, maybe you learned something new, or perhaps you think we could approve. Constructive criticism only. Positive reinforcement. Yes. Bringing it back around. There are many ways to get in touch with us and let us know. You can send us an email at craftparentingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at craftparentingpodcast to get updates on when episodes have dropped, see pictures of our adorable kids, and more. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to share the show with your friends, your family, your neighbor down the street. It really helps our show grow. You can also send us stuff to our awesome P.O. Box. And all of this information is available on our beautiful website, www.craftparentingpodcast.com. So go check it out because it is awesome. Yep. We will post the show notes up there. Plus, we've been writing blog posts about some of the stuff that doesn't make it in the podcast. 
or you get it like two or three weeks before the podcast drops because we do have a slight delay between when we record a podcast and when we drop it because we have two small children. We need that buffer if you want to keep getting a, a podcast every week. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show. We are listed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about every podcast app out there. And with that, I'm Joe. And I'm Caroline. See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast. Okay. I am recording now. Are both of the microphones connected to the computer? They are. Is the software recording? It is. Can you hear me in your headphones? Yes, I can hear you. This is the Craft Parenting <laughs> Podcast. You want me to do that again? Uh, five, four, three, two, one. This is the Craft Parenting Podcast. We like have really started digressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what were we talking about uh, we were biscuits, gonna move on to friday <laughs> biscuits cookies bread cake. banana bread and how it's not really healthy bread i am d- drinking <laughs> my tongue got stuck and they up the i beat the <laughs> now you got me doing it <laughs>